Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. This is episode number 169, entitled Advanced Custom Fields, the Past, Present and Future. It was published on Thursday the 5th of March 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined a little bit later by Elliot Condon from Advanced Custom Fields so that we can have our interview. But before that, a couple of things to mention, largely to do with WP Builds and what we do to assist the WordPress community. You can find it all at wpbuilds.com, but some specific pages, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe will enable you to keep up to date with all that we do on the podcast. We've got episodes coming out on a Thursday. That's what you're listening to now. It's either an interview or a discussion with my friend Dave. David Wormsley, or on a Monday we do two things at 7am UK time. We publish the WordPress weekly news where I sum up the WordPress news from the previous week in audio form. It's basically another podcast. And then we do a live version of that news over in our Facebook group or at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And it's me joined live with a few notable WordPress people and we chat through all of the latest news from the previous week. As I said, you can find that in our Facebook group, which is at wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. And there are links in that subscribe page to our Facebook group and our YouTube channel and a whole bunch of other places as well. So one more time, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Another popular page on our website is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week, some people in the WordPress space who've got plugins, services, themes, all of that kind of stuff, they've reached out to us with coupon codes, which are permanent and never ending. So you might want to go and check them out if you're in the market for buying something. And of course, there's always options to advertise on the WP Builds podcast. If you'd like to get your product or service in front of a WordPress specific audience, you can find out more at wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. Okay, let's get on with the main event today, which is an interview with Elliot Condon. I'm joined all the way from Australia by Elliot. He is the founder, the chief at Advanced Custom Fields. Now, this is one of those plugins that kind of it's grown to such an enormous extent. I know almost nobody who either doesn't use it or, you know, who hasn't at least tried it at some point. Enormously popular way of putting custom data into, well, just about any area of your WordPress website, be that posts or users or just about anything. And, you know, for example, you can add dates and images and you can add freeform text and you can link it all up and get combinations of page builders and PHP template files. You can do just about anything with all of that data. Well, it's been an interesting time. Elliot was on the show a couple of years back now, and he's, well, had to change quite a lot since then, shall we say. Not only has he got a growing family, but also we've had the advent of Gutenberg. WordPress 5.0 brought around Gutenberg, and this really, really did throw into question an awful lot of the stuff that Elliot was having to, to create. He describes it as a moving target, and during that time there was, there was no real clarity. Everything felt like it was a, a real struggle because he didn't really know 
know what he what the end result of Gutenberg was going to be. And at one time, I seem to remember it, there was great uncertainty about whether custom fields were going to be included in Gutenberg at all. So we talk about that, and we also talk about the new things that he's creating inside of ACF to work with the block editor, most notably ACF blocks, which is a, a really intuitive way of creating your own Gutenberg blocks without the need to learn complicated things like React. We talk about the fact that Elliot himself, in order to build this, had to learn React and how tricky that was. But we also talk about the future of not only WordPress and how buoyant he is about that, but also the future of ACF and how very recently he's decided to go from a lifetime price over to a subscription model. So we really, really do cover a very large amount of ground. As I'm sure you'll agree by the end of listening to this, Elliot is a super nice guy and I would encourage you to go and check out ACF. Anyway, without further ado, here's Elliot. Hello there, welcome to the WP Builds podcast. Thanks for getting this far. Um, I, nice special episode for you, because I think for the second time, I think I'm going to say second time, we have Elliot Condon all the way from Australia. Last time I spoke to Elliot, he lived in a different bit of Australia. So hi, Elliot. Hello, everybody and Nathan. Yeah. So let's talk about Elliot the person first because quite a lot has changed you were just telling me before we started recording that you were on the podcast in 2018 and in all honesty that feels like a lie it feels like it was about eight or maybe nine months ago but apparently it's well over you know approaching two years um what's changed for for Elliot on a personal level during that time yeah a lot well let's work backwards I mean the, the biggest recent thing was becoming a father for the first time. Congratulations. So I've got a, a nine-month-old daughter, thank you very much. And that's obviously changed everything mm-hmm. in our lives for the better. Uh, we've also moved, like you said, uh, halfway up Australia, uh, quite luckily at the moment because of all the fires going on. We're actually a little bit safe from all of that up in Queensland. So that was a huge thing as well. We did the drive up here with the dogs and the baby. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I mean, it's really nice. And from, again, we were talking before I pressed record, it sounds like on on many levels, you, you feel that that was a, a great decision. It's enabled you to have a, a really different approach to life and a better approach to life, it feels. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Queensland's treating us really well. Mm. Uh, we've got perfect weather up here every day, which is making it really easy to, to work in the mornings. <laughs> Don't have to battle with any cold uh any too cold too hot it's kind of sunshine every day and paradise all that stuff there's there's no jealousy seeping out of every pore of my body right now no 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 no. (laughs) none whatsoever it's about it's it's, it's about one degree centigrade here at the minute which is there's a few i mean there's spiders and snakes and humidity it's not all perfect up here gotta be something yeah (laughs) that's good do you know that's interesting because that was gonna that was gonna be my kind of follow-up question whether or not um, particularly the advent of being a father. I mean, obviously moving up to Queensland presents you with all sorts of different opportunities. Um, you know, maybe you can have a different amount of space for a yard or a garden, but having a child uh, really does shake things up a bit. And I, I was going to ask about that, whether having your um, your firstborn led to a different approach to the amount of time that you allocated to work, a different emphasis on work, whether it became equal, whether it was equally important, less important, more important. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
Yeah, so that so having Harper is probably the biggest shakeup to my work. I've always been so work driven, never seen what I do as work either, just seen it as a, a game. And so in the past, you know, nothing would really equate the importance that I would place on building something. Mm. But now, uh, yeah, having a child, that's completely different. I mean, she comes first 100 yeah. percent and the amount of hours I do as a result are less. But the weird thing is, I feel like I get more done. That's the really weird part. I know that I'm not at my computer as much as I used to be, but I feel like maybe I'm a bit more a bit more wiser with my time mm. allocation or with the usage of my time because I know that time is so precious now, that kind of stuff. Mm. So I think it's all been positive yeah. from a work perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been really busy um, since the last time we spoke. An awful lot has changed. Um, we're going back... Mm. The previous interview that we did was long before um, the advent of WordPress 5. We're, I don't even think we probably mentioned WordPress 5 or in the block editor or Gutenberg as it was then. I, I, that probably wasn't even on the horizon. But that became um, a thing. It was very important. And actually, we had we had scheduled to have an interview some months ago. And for various reasons, which we may want to go into, you you decided to send me an email and say, can we just pause on that? Um, because of the, the the time that you were going through um, around the block editor, do you want to do you want to get into that a little bit? The sort of politics that was at play and what your thoughts were and how you interacted with the community in that time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was um, so. Version five was released late twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's right. Start of twenty nineteen. Yeah, November twenty eighteen. That was such a busy time in my life that I'm so glad <laughs> I'm on the other side of that fence now. Um, cause that was actually just after my wedding and my mini honeymoon as well. And, um, it was just this really stressful time. It just mm. seemed like <laughs> I just couldn't catch a break. Um, <laughs> I think everyone goes through a couple of those things. Yeah. So, but no, it came out on the other side, um, of all of that learning a lot mm. um a lot wiser yeah so so yeah we definitely um postponed the uh the podcast episode probably because at the time my my, my views and opinions were probably a bit spiked a bit high or a bit far to one side mm. whereas uh you know now skip forward i've got a much more kind of business opinion towards everything yeah. which is much more productive, that's oh, for sure. Well, that's great. Um, mm. let, let's let's get into that because I mean we can we could skirt around politics forever, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe route circle back to what we what we think happened in that time um, regarding you know the, the release of five But it was a major major time. Mm. Now, so I'm guessing that we're spinning the clock back before WordPress five. You at the time when it when WordPress five was released, you sort of mm. coincided that very much with what felt like something really innovative, really new. You were tackling a problem which nobody seemed to have a solution for at a time when everybody was anxious. In fact, I remember there was even the community had no idea what things like ACF were going to look like during the the transition over to WordPress 5 we didn't know where the meta boxes were going to go you know if you'd use something like ACF you had no idea what that was going to look like where were those fields going to appear in a post or a, you know what have you 
Um, so you decided to tackle this one head on and build ACF blocks. Now, from the outside, <laughs> that seems like a really, really difficult thing to decide to do and pull off. Was it? Yes. <laughs> that was a really important decision and a difficult decision, one that was made under a lot of pressure as well, but ultimately one that I'm really glad that I forced myself to do. And I think it, yeah, it does come from that fact that we were, as plugin developers, theme authors, we were really, during the release of, or the, the build-up to the release of Gutenberg, we were aiming at a moving target. We didn't quite know what it would look like. We didn't quite know what it would feel like. We didn't quite know what APIs we had available, um, what would work, what wouldn't work. Things were changing at such a rapid pace. Uh, it was difficult, to say the least, um, to have any kind of sense of um, security in 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 what was going to happen to our our users, our customers, uh, which was you know really daunting. Never want to go through that again, type thing. Mm. And so yeah, really encouraged me to uh, have a more opportunistic approach to the situation and and see this as an opportunity to for a new area for ACF to to connect into. Because mm. um, when ACF was first built, it was simply just for post-meta. And then it slowly crept into user meta and widgets and comments and any kind of table that had a meta and then options table as well. Uh, so with the idea of blocks being some kind of object or some kind of unit, uh, it was a really interesting idea that it was one of those ideas that just happened over over a drink with a friend. You know, what if ACF fields were to you could put them in a block? And I just thought, no, 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 it's that's silly. Why would why would anyone want to do that? Yeah. And then you know, fast forward to sooner to the release, I'm like, oh, actually, no, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should definitely do that. <laughs> um, and so the funny thing was, building ACF blocks happened really quickly because. The um, scaffolding and the architecture for how ICF works is pretty much sorted out now. There's always room for improvement, but as far as field, fields, field groups, location rules, rendering the fields, all of that's actually, it's pretty much sorted. Uh, if someone creates a new kind of object type, you can make ACF appear there with pretty minimal work. So the biggest problem was just understanding the new React JavaScript uh, environment. And that was a steep learning curve because mm. I, like a lot of WordPress developers, are very comfortable in, in our, with our PHP skills and our simplistic view of the web as simply a tool for, for, for either sharing content or making a business out of. And so HTML, CSS, JavaScript, the basics is kind of what I... I live in and, and what I feel like a lot of ACF's customers live in as well, that kind of comfort layer. And so this new kind of all the new JavaScript, the the React, the the dev environments, the build tools, all of, all of this stuff is this, this huge learning curves that, you know, to the younger generation, to the new generation, it's it's like nothing. They mm. you know, they've they've uh, they've been brought up with this, so it's not even a, a second thought. But for but it is unfortunate to say archaic web developers such as myself, <laughs> <laughs> we, 
in my early 30s. <laughs> uh, it's it's just something that uh, we do, we honestly don't want to have to deal with. We don't yeah. want to have to. We don't want to have to learn React if we don't have to. If if we've got a established business and established clients that are um, wanting custom custom websites, custom WordPress applications, and that kind of stuff. Where did you actually go to learn this stuff? Because you know, somebody mm. like me looking at somebody like you thinks, ah, oh, Elliot, you know, very experienced, probably gets a, you know, opens a, a a book and within a few moments it's all there, and you know, the building blocks of React <laughs> are, are there. But it, from the sounds of it, not so much. You uh, presumably had to reach out to uh, colleagues or I don't know, some kind of online training materials, or get back into the buying of Riley books or something like that. Where did you? What did you do? How did you? I, I, sh- I should have done those things. Actually, I read source code, which um, for PHP is great, and for um, compiled JavaScript, it's terrible. Uh, it's very difficult to um, reverse engineer React, right? Or to reverse engineer someone's uh, application built with React. Um, the file structure is unlike anything that I would do. And the syntax is obviously very different for anyone who's ever tried to write JSX or create uh, React components. So it was a mega learning curve. Very, um, it was a, it was great. Like I look back on that now, and and I only see it with positivity because it really forced me to rethink, you know, different ways of of, of writing code, different ideas. I I, I love different people's interpretations of you know how to solve a problem and different ideas and react is definitely a, a framework that encourages very wild and smart thinking things that you know we probably would never do with php that mm-hmm. would just be considered just too funky <laughs> for the public but somehow with JavaScript, it's totally not only accepted, but encouraged. Mm. And so I've taken away some really good learnings from that. But yeah, reading source code, obviously tutorials to get very started was just reading other people's uh, uh, write-ups, blog posts, tutorials about creating blocks for WordPress. And um, just looking at examples, looking at other, other well, source code, I guess, but from other plugins and themes that were, yeah. that were tampering uh, with that early block API. You, I remember a couple of minutes ago, you said um, you were working towards a moving target, which is quite an interesting phrase because right. now that Gutenberg has been around a little while, it kind of feels like there's some kind of coalescence around the way it should be and it's solidified a little bit. But um, in this period where you were trying to trying to get your React skills up and, and understand what the block editor was going to be, um, mm. It was it was changing all the time. I mean, was it kind of fundamentally changing to the point where you would you would write things and then a half a week later you'd have to just abolish all of that and chuck it in the bin and begin again because suddenly, actually, no, we're not going to do it that way anymore. We're gonna we're gonna change the way it works. I don't think it was like massively fundamentally changing. The <laughs> ideas and concepts were were set in stone but the api was changing and evolving so you know one week we'd we'd see new stuff being added and then the next week some of that stuff wouldn't work um the the scary thing for me you know being in the custom field sorry in the metabox space is that you know up until version wordpress version 5 beta 3 beta 2 or 3 
custom fields weren't even working. And uh, that was that was getting very close to a release candidate at very that stage. Close, yeah. Where custom fields legitimately did not even appear or work inside of WordPress. And that was a really scary moment where you would just assume that that would have been sorted in beta one. And when it wasn't in beta two, and I forget if it was three, when it was fixed um, or, or initially fixed. And, and then you've got all the edge case. I mean, I live in a world of edge cases uh, with bug reports. So even though, you know, custom metaboxes meta work, they, they don't work the same way that they would in the classic editor mm. just because uh, people use the internet or build websites in, in amazing and unpredictable ways. And so there's always, there's always situations where things work and, and don't work. Yeah. And I'm, I'm to blame as much for that as well because, you know, a lot of ACF is, is hacking WordPress. It's, it's not really going to WordPress and, and committing something because it's so specific for ACF. Why would the WordPress core need it? Mm. And so, you know, that's, that's a hack onto WordPress. So if WordPress changed something and that hack doesn't stick anymore type thing. Yeah, so yeah, I see. That, uh, that, 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 that sort of stuff has happened a lot since, since version 5, going back and trying to repatch things that, did work and now now right. don't work. <laughs> it, did it feel kind of almost as if it was deliberate? You know, if you've got to um, beta two um, and mm. still there's no scope for your product apparently at that point continuing to work. Um, mm. And you know, you said maybe they should have had this earlier. It would have been one would have expected that. Did it kind of feel on some level that actually this is deliberate? They're doing this in order to, to break things or was it, I mean, I just can't imagine what was going through your head because at that moment, your entire business is up in the air. You know, if they don't put this in, it's just going to stop working. Everything, all my, all my years of work are just going to evaporate in front of my eyes. <laughs> I don't think it was like deliberate in a sense that they wanted to like harm Metabox plugin authors. Um, but I, I totally empathize with the WordPress team in that adding in meta boxes is, is kind of like tarnishing the kind of perfect React environment Got that it. is the, the Gutenberg editor. And adding that in, it's good for backwards compatibility, but it's also like, hmm, this is opening up some cans of worms here. And, and is this actually going to set back the project? Because the project is such a, a, a breaking change. Mm. And then to be, yeah, but uh, I mean, obviously from my point of view, I would have loved from custom fields to be more uh, incorporated. I think the biggest problem that the team faced was from a visual point of view, where do you put right. custom fields right. in the new editor? Because just, just from a design point of view, the layout is, is not tailored to suit wide content boxes that aren't blocks. It's, it's a really odd problem. Yeah. to have with the new editor because it totally wasn't a problem with the classic editor. And when you kind of create a wireframe of the two, they, they do look very similar. It's not like it was that much of a change, but for whatever reason, the design does not, does not like custom fields. And I've tried my best to design some things and I don't think any of them are kind of good enough to release into the plugin. So mm. just left things as they are as, and they do work at the moment, but yeah. maybe meta, maybe meta boxes are 
better incorporate or better associate with the classic editor mm. so maybe i do kind of agree with wordpress there where the advice usually is to to use the classic editor instead yeah well that's interesting i mean are you happy mm. now though in the sense of you know what have we got we've probably got about 16 months under our belt since that moment um where you mm-hmm. you you had to get all of this working um lots changed the block editor has become a very different animal than i was anticipating i didn't sort of see the emergence of blocks and whole companies um building you know pre-made solutions to to blocks and what have you um you happy with where it is and you sort of see the future as bright regarding the the block editor yeah i think Mm. where we're at is good uh, I think the block editor has gone through a lot of improvement since the initial release. That's probably one of the fastest moving projects that I keep up with. Mm. Um, so that is very impressive. The rate at which the Gutenberg plugin uh, receives updates. I'm happy that the rest of the kind of uh, change to React, the Gutenberg uh Error. I'm, I'm happy that that has kind of slowed down. It hasn't taken over the whole admin uh, interface just right, yet. Right. And and I guess that that long term view is that Gutenberg will become, yeah, potentially the entire admin, um, at least for for content, mm. potentially for everything. I mean, if if nav menus are being added at the moment, yep. Then what's to stop users and settings and and all of that stuff so potentially it it will be everything Mm. in which case yeah it will be very difficult to customize wordpress admin via php which is something that i know a lot of developers such as myself who have come up through you know versions three and four of wordpress have, have loved about it that we can customize the admin so easily for our clients so, yeah, I'm happy that that kind of part has slowed down because I haven't had to put out any fires anywhere right, else. Right, right, okay. So to speak. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. It just sort of occurs to me that there may be a whole bunch of people listening to this who, um, because in our Facebook group, we often mm. get comments where people literally are, you know, they've been using WordPress for years and they 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 have no experience whatsoever with custom fields and they ask mm. why why would i bother i can achieve everything with you know the classic editor or now the the block editor you know they're they're basically mm. writing posts which for which wordpress itself all by itself is perfectly good so yeah. it occurs to me that we should probably dwell a little bit on what acf does and more specifically how your amazing piece of work acf blocks how that actually works so I know that seems probably mm. slightly, uh, you know, maybe a bit basic, but probably worthwhile. What, what relevant? What's, yeah, what's the point of ACF? Why would somebody want to go and use it? Yeah, well, I mean, on one hand, the whole concept of custom fields is pretty old school. Mm. It's definitely not a a new and emerging <laughs> uh, movement. So it comes from that that previous web school of of thought that you write your HTML and then when you pass this off to your paying client that you replace the Lorem Ipsum text with some sort of 
variable and allow that that client to edit that variable's content. And so that school of thought was that, well, that's, that's what a custom field is, that you create these different fields, much like in the classic editor, you have fields for the post's title, the post's content, um, author, etc. that uh, there could be other fields in there. Because when you look at a, a bespoke website, it's very rarely just text. There's usually images all over the place and there's there's a map and there's links and there's dynamic content and there's featured posts on the homepage and there's a slider. And instead of going out and, and getting specific um, plugins to handle all those individual things, you can really just strip everything back to basic. And with advanced custom fields, you can via kind of form builder interface customize what the back end of your edit post edit page screen looks like you can add in different fields rearrange them add in an image a, a date a repeater field etc and allow the the client in a really uh, controlled environment to edit the website's content without kind of allowing them any kind of dangerous control to ever touching the website's code mm -hmm. so it definitely aligns more with i guess the professional or at least the old school uh, professional uh, school of thought with web development, which is tried, tested, uh, tried, true, and trusted, tested, um, and, and still used today. I mean, agencies still build with ACF. I think that probably says the most, actually, that with all the page builders and with Gutenberg, that agencies and freelancers alike uh, are still choosing ACF because it really is um, a reliable way yeah. for 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 handing off a project and yeah. sometimes it's even easier even if it's not for a paying customer sometimes it is genuinely easier to use custom fields than to hard code stuff especially when you're talking about some kind of dynamic or repeating type of tile or content it is sometimes actually easier to just whip it up yeah. in wordpress with uh with some custom fields and then you can associate uh your field data with objects and um and stuff like that. So that's all on one hand. And then on the other hand, you've got kind of newer um, newer ways to, to edit content. Things like page builders, which in theory makes so much more sense to have a, a direct one-to-one um, -one connection between the user and the end result. Mm -hmm. To just click and edit content, hit save, and it's done. And it, it, you're not ever taken away. You're not ever uh, put behind some kind of uh, curtain where you're, you're, you're handing in content to the other side, that you're actually there editing it in, uh, in real time. Mm. And a, a lot of agencies use page builders, Elementor, Beaver Builder, Divi, and, and I know that there's a, a lot of others, so excuse me for forgetting them. That's all right. The list but is as they, long as they, you're on. Yeah, they represent a huge chunk of the kind of premium plugin space, mm. Pi. Mm. So there's obviously just like people who are opting for, you know, custom fields and that kind of like manual uh, bespoke control, the same amount, even more are using newer technologies yeah. um, that offer a slightly different experience, but ultimately are there to, to solve the same problem. So we we have the capability in a in a post. Let's just stick with that. 
um, mm. in a post to 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 deploy a whole bunch of different custom fields. It might be a text field, or it might be some kind of image or gallery, and that's what ACF allows us to do. And in in the old way of doing things, go back before WordPress five, there was a nice um, there was a nice easy-ish learning curve to understand how ACF worked. And then, then the block editor came along and you're you're out one night with your friend having a few drinks. And <laughs> between you, you think, actually, wouldn't it be nice if we could put custom fields, those custom fields which which have always lived in our posts, into a block? Now, again, for somebody that's never done this, what is the paradigm shift? What, why is this something which needed to be tackled? What's different about the approach, the way that you edit, the way it looks on the screen whilst you're going through that process? Okay, there's a, there's a lot different between the two, although visually they may look similar. I think the main difference is from the data perspective. When we're talking about custom fields in the classic sense, we're talking about post, well, we're talking about meta. Mm whether that be post-meta in this case. Post-meta is genius, in my opinion. The way that WordPress set this up, the, the way they set up their meta tables, although it may not be the most performant way to do it, it it's the most, what's the right word, uh, effective way to do it, mm. I, in my opinion, for any, any number of, of scenarios. And so what this ultimately means is the way that the data is saved can be queried. And that's a good thing if you're, say, building a website that has uh, housing listings and each, each house post has the number of bedrooms. Well, that, if that's in post meta, then you can query that via you know, the get posts function or SQL if you'd like. And, and that, that makes um, that data quite powerful. And, and actually then allows you to do some really interesting stuff with uh, the REST API, which is a whole other thing at the moment that's really taken off to create these headless websites and mm -hmm. then build your website maybe with a static site generator or, or to in, integrate with an app. To have this, this data as post-meta is, is very valuable in that sense. And so it, meta only makes sense if it's, if it's data that you want to connect to a post. And what I mean by that is that it's not connected to content. Mm. And so that's the main difference between custom fields and, well, blocks. So with ACF blocks, you are still getting the same functionality from the visual perspective of, you know, you can create fields, you can associate them with an object. In this case, the object is a block. And a block is a really interesting unit because this is what WordPress are now using to kind of define what content is. And so content is now made up of infinite blocks. Uh, paragraph could be a block, a heading could be a block. And so an ACF block is just another block, and uh, which you can, via our PHP framework, define your own block types very easily without any knowledge of JavaScript or without any build tools and associate custom fields to that block, which when you are editing your post, you can, you can add those blocks in at any time and interact with those fields. And those fields will save data to that block and not to the post. So when you're, when you're looking at block data or when you're looking at an ACF block, 
the custom fields there are saving and loading data within the actual post content. And that's a really interesting thing. I guess mm. the first thing to, to compare with post meta is that, well, no, it can't be queried or not in any way that you would want to. Um, but the interesting thing is, you know, you can only have one field called hero title for your post. And that, that is technically the same for a block. The thing is you can have multiple blocks on your right. page. So that's where things start getting really interesting. Um, and where the, the content editing experience, I guess, is, is more rich. And that's definitely something that, that Gutenberg is going for is that rich content editing experience. So I'd say that that's kind of the main difference. Mm. Um, yeah. Just where the data is saved. As yeah. far as kind of from a rendering, the actual HTML back out, you know, that old old school of thought, it's still the same stuff. I mean, you're still creating an HTML template and it's still using all the, the ACF functions. And that's a really interesting, that was a really difficult, um, that was a difficult problem to solve is that the most important thing to me with ACF blocks is that it felt exactly the same as meta mm. and that all the same functions that had been built up over time will still work with meta and all the, the filters and the actions, which there are many inside ACF could still be used mm. uh, for that kind of rich customization experience for developers. And that was something that I was luckily able to achieve just because a good idea at the right time. Nice. Um, yeah, that was, that was good. So, so yeah, so the ACF block custom field data is saved into the block uh in, inside the post content and and gutenberg has a really interesting way of, of handling data inside a block it saves it as a serialized um array serialized uh json string inside an html comment which that was a, a topic for debate yeah i'll say but yeah. that decision is done that decision is, is made and I actually kind of like, I think in one way it's really smart. I mean, regex is, is so fast these days to pass that kind of, that kind of, uh, yep. that, that content that I'm, I'm actually all on board with. It. I think it's pretty, pretty genius. Although it doesn't allow for some kind of structured content. That's fine because Gutenberg is not about structured content, although it has an amazing concept behind its different schemas for data inside the API. It, it is all about free-flowing content. That mm. is what it what it's all about. And so I think that, that was a really good uh, decision on that, on that space. I remember at the time when you built it, and I, I, I don't recollect seeing a lot of posts from you saying that you were building it. What, what I mean by that is it, it, it kind of mm -hmm. launched on a day, mm -hmm. and I was along with a lot of people suddenly thinking, wow, that's amazing. And I, I also remember a kind of tidal wave of tweets and posts and, and people basically congratulating you for pulling off something which a lot of people thought was, well, nigh on impossible, you know, tr tremendously difficult to do. Um, and so I was wondering, you know, in the space of time since you've pulled this amazing feat of coding off, whether you've received some feedback from people who've used it to deploy things which which you think wow that's ingenious i'm really quite quite struck by you've used my tool to do this thing that's amazing i think the feedback is like overwhelmingly positive mm. i don't think anyone's kind of knocked on my door and said this was a bad idea 
because <laughs> even if you don't like the block editor, it really doesn't, you don't have to use it. So yeah. the rest of ACF is still there. So everything, everything's been positive. I think the, the thing that's blown me away the most is that there are people around the world uh, making videos and, and are at word camps teaching other people about ACF blocks. And I have yeah. no idea. I'm not endorsing this stuff. I'm not, I'm not there to promote. I'm, I'm literally finding out when they tweet about it on Twitter that yeah. here's a link to, to my WordCamp talk about ACF. And that's really cool because in a lot of cases, you know, they're, they're digging up a lot of functionality that I haven't documented. So they've really gone into the code to understand how things work. Um, that's which amazing. Is, I think that's like a really good, um, a good piece of feedback. Yeah, and uh, and has it have people, um, you know, embraced it? Kind of it bought ACF, if you like, got into ACF because um, of the fact that you've built this. You know, they see this as something that they can rest their future on. I mean, I can't. I don't have any data or statistics to to say either way. But I'd like to think so. Mm. I think it's definitely an amazing kind of magic trick that ACF can do. Yeah. It's not its primary goal, and I don't think it will ever be its primary goal. ACF is always going to be about custom fields. Blocks is simply just a, a new location. It, to me, it's as, as significant as the options page location and the user form location. Yeah. So in the future, there'll be other locations as well. The blocks isn't the last one. Yeah, it, it's a, it's just a really interesting time. I mean, I've I've never having not released a product, I I can't have that sense of wow, somebody's used my product and done this thing with it. But that must be extremely gratifying, you know. Like you say, you watch a WordCamp address, somebody's put together a speech, and well, boy, mm. not only are they talking about something that I did, they're clearly enjoying it, but they're also pushing boundaries that. I didn't imagine it would be used in that way or I didn't know it could mm. be used in that way. And that must be remarkably satisfying. Yeah, I think the nice thing about ACF, or I think the nice thing about blocks is that the scope is yeah. is quite limited. And I like that. Yeah. I like working yeah. within a kind of defined area because uh, I think it, that allows you to focus a bit more, which is good for me. That's like a bit of a... a <laughs> A bigger, a bigger uh, question than what I'm really talking about here, but <laughs> <laughs> but I do like working within some boundaries. That is always good. Um, but with ACF blocks, I mean, there's only so much you can really do with it because uh, at the end of the day, you're, you're you're attaching some fields to a block. You're creating a render callback. It's it's just to produce some HTML within a, a, a visible portion of the page's content. It's uh, block data isn't ever going to be used by you know a headless CMS. It's not going to be used for querying or, or any any kind of thing like that. But it will allow you to. If you are building a, a, an amazing, rich content website, maybe a blog uh, article that has a whole bunch of different block types and your design calls for something that is very unique and you have to write that code yourself, that is what ACF blocks will allow you to yeah. do without any JavaScript knowledge. You'll be able to whip that up in maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. Maybe if it's the second time doing a block and you can copy and paste some stuff from last time, it might be a five minute job to create a bespoke block from start to finish. That's the feedback that I'm that I'm hearing from people in our community is just mm. that the, the sort of, well, not only have they now suddenly got a solution that they thought was not coming, 
Mm. Um, but they've got a solution which once they've and it's always the same you know I you know I spent half a day doing the first one and then the second one took me Mm -hmm. 28 minutes and then now it's like oh I just don't even think I just copy paste or whatever it might be and so the solution's there and that's that's just lovely it's really nice feedback so at the time of recording uh, this interview with the Elliot, it's an interesting mm-hmm. time because you're about to you're about to embark upon a real revolution in the way that you're selling ACF, um, or should I say ACF Pro? ACF, of course, is uh, freely mm-hmm. available and uh, a mighty deal it is too. But you've got the the pro version of the product, which I'm sure many of our listeners have either purchased or found themselves on that page in the past. Um, for the longest period of time, you've offered what is probably, I'm going to say this, one of the best deals on the internet. You know, incredible <laughs> pricing. And then you see the dollar sign and you think, well, that's good. And then you see that it's Australian dollars and you think, actually, that's even slightly better. Um, so you've got this pricing, which has been lifetime pricing, um, I, mm-hmm. but you've decided to to make a change. Um, I don't know if you've had any pushback on that or if you've got any any things that you want to say about why you're doing it. I remember seeing a fabulous blog post that you put together with this bar chart. And this bar Mm. chart encapsulated for me in a way that I've never seen before um, why you're doing it. Um, I'm going to explain the bar chart very simply as costs, you know, your profit rises slowly but your support burden on lifetime deals grows exponentially. So essentially for a a tiny amount of extra uh, revenue generated, you might 10x the amount of support burden that you've got. So maybe there's a conversation to have in there. But yeah, tell us about the new pricing and why you're doing it. Yeah, I'm excited about the new pricing, obviously for the financial aspect. (laughs) But... (laughs) Uh, more importantly, I think it represents um, a bit of a change in um, maybe my attitude towards towards ACF, mm-hmm. seeing it more as a and – and I've always treated ACF as a professional product, but at the same time, I've maybe never saw it uh, on the same level, I'll say, as some of the other premium offerings, things like, say, Elementor – um, is the first one that comes to mind, but there's so many. Um, and, and so my pricing has really always changed, always stayed at this, uh, very, very, um, consistent 25 Australian dollars, uh, ACF pro developer license, uh, which was an unlimited license. That was a hundred dollars. And that a hundred dollars was, was simply just the accumulation of the four individual add-ons that I started with when uh, ACF Pro was, was, was put out. So when I, when I did release ACF Pro, when I consolidated those four add-ons into ACF Pro, which was oh, a while ago, maybe four years ago now, the pricing was literally just based on that accumulation. It was, it was, there was no kind of thought, no business thought put mm. into it. Mm. I just thought it was kind of a tidy way of doing it to kind of keep existing customers and maybe new customers happy. Um, at that, that pricing has just stayed absolutely the same since then. Although the, obviously the running costs are a lot, a lot greater since then. And also ACF pro has gained a lot more functionality since then. Mm. Uh, not only ACF blocks is now part of ACF pro, uh, but there was also the clone field, which is really crucial, a really crucial element in, um, anyone that's, it's 
exploring block page building with the flexible content field. The clone field kind of becomes this really important piece of the puzzle. So um, what I will say, though, is that the response has been so positive. Mm. It's been overwhelmingly positive. And it really aligns with all the feedback I've been getting over the past few years, which is every time I jump on a call to chat to someone about about the industry, one of the first things they'll tell me is to up my prices. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I seem to remember doing that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that you have. Yeah. 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 Um, and so really, yeah, like I was saying, this is a bit of a change in my mentality that ACF really is competing with the other large, larger um, 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 WordPress premium solutions out there. And I think it owes it to itself to be on a similar playing field financially. Yeah. I think it also help ACF, um, it will definitely help ACF grow in the mm. future mm. as far as being able to afford to hire, to grow team, um, support costs, server costs is something that I massively underestimated, um, during my kind of web development uh, career through this. Um, when, you're, when you've got a, a website or when you've got an API that has to handle millions of requests a day for update pings. Um, and if this was just going to wordpress.org, that would be fine because you can yeah. cache that response data because yeah. it's all free. So it's fine. You don't have to validate licenses. But when you're perform- performing dynamic data and, and validating licenses, um, you know, every day, maybe you can bump that out to every few days with a transient. That's fine. Um, but it's a lot of requests when there's over a million active websites and that can bring a server down pretty quickly. Man. It's funny when you're used to building websites for for clients you don't even think about no no um, no you just don't even think about you don't ever think about the website going down for too many requests yeah at all no Um, that's fascinating um and 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 hosting gets expensive when mm. you go into that enterprise level or even itching on that enterprise level it jumps it jumps from your shared hosting yeah trust me (laughs) yeah yeah i can imagine so um are you willing to to divulge i mean you have and we all know what it's going to be but what it, what is the number um that you're going to apply to the the, the licenses going forwards for acf pro let me pull up my actual blog post here mm. because my brain as we're speaking is it's currently full of all the subscription logic involved with implementing this change because it's not just change to the pricing it's also becoming a yearly subscription which is in line with the industry and i think that that is good for the industry that we're pushing forwards to all be better compensated because for a long time and maybe this is why uh, originally my prices were so low for a long time you know wordpress wasn't considered a a professional solution and Mm -hmm. wordpress plugins were a bit cowboy you know um and then uh, getting someone to pay for a WordPress plugin was difficult, mm. you know, 10 years ago. Whereas now it's, it's actually very easy. You yeah. know, WordPress is considered good. We have high expectations of WordPress, high expectations of, of WordPress plugins. If something goes wrong, we're quick to anger because we expect that if we're paying for it and it's in the WordPress space, it has to be perfect every single time. Do you know, whilst you pull up that page, I'm going to offer you a different slant on your pricing. And that is to say that I think people have done what you're about to do in terms of going from um, a lifetime price to an annual price. And I think some people don't, how to describe this, I think some people get more pushback than you're getting. 
And the reason mm. I think that they get more pushback than you're getting is because for the longest period of time, you've you've shown such an amazing um, ability to keep your plugin relevant, to keep it uh, updated, to enhance it with with no hint of um, well, I'm you know we're gonna have to force the price up. In in other words, you've been a really <laughs> good guy. And I, th- I think that people have seen that. And so they want you to be successful. They love what you've built. They need what you've built. And they realize that the best way to get it to be better in the future is to, is to you know, line your coffers a bit more than they are. It's pretty awesome. I think the whole web should be like this. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. Most of the web well, is like this, you've, put, you've given a lot. And I think that you have um, – you've – you've shied away from profiteering from it. And I'm not for a minute mm-hmm. suggesting that's that's where you're going now. I really am not. But I think people people can see that a mile off. You know, they can see that your heart was in this. You've really made a great effort. And money, as you've just described, you kind of made up the pricing and then just stuck with it for years mm. and years and years. And um, and so I, I, yeah. I, I think we, we, we get it. And and a lot of thought went into the new pricing. Mm. Uh, I remember spending a whole day looking at every single, pardon me, every single um, premium plugin and theme and offering and looking at the, you know, the, the, the amounts, the financial amounts, but also looking at um, that compared to the, 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 the audience size, Mm. because I, you know, my new pricing is still quite cheap, mm. but I believe that that's totally justified because I'm reaching such a large, larger audience than mm. say a niche plugin, which should charge more because they're going to sell less units mm. and they need to be compensated for future development. Mm. Um, so yeah, a bit of thought went into it so that there's going to be three tiers, which is you know, pretty standard. Um, you, I'm, I'm keeping a kind of single site license. Uh, then you go up to a, a 10 website license and then up to an unlimited um, website license. And those increments are just 50, 150, 250. Per so, annum, yeah. Per year. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I, I'm sure that a lot of people listening to this will have already um, purchased the, the license. How does that work? Do you just basically get grandfathered um, in if you purchased prior to those those price increases you you'll you're going yep. to honor that going forwards yeah yeah definitely yeah. so everyone that has purchased a license up until this rollout which is maybe happening in two three weeks uh, i'm still working on the actual uh implementation of it so it's kind of a changeable date mm-hmm. i'm not going to force myself to to rush something you know to a, to a date it'll just be early 2020 if that's february if that's yeah. march whenever actually interesting by uh, the time this podcast goes out that i'm sure mm-hmm. that date will have uh, been and gone so uh, we can probably talk in, <laughs> in the past uh, which is oh it might be in the past maybe. yeah which is quite good actually in that the, and there's you know i, I, I would hate to yeah yeah that's right yeah. i'm speaking to you from my yacht <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have this call in a in a few weeks. Uh, sorry, in a in a couple of years' time. The next call in a couple of years' time, you'll be wearing all this gold bling. 
<laughs> oh yeah, for everyone else. For everyone else uh, who can't see right now, covered in gold. <laughs> yeah, I can assure you, he's like the rest of us wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> um, so you were talking about obviously, you know, no qualms about the prices. Everybody's mm. in agreement. I'm sh- uh, literally, I think, to a man, mm. everybody thinks it's long overdue. And congratulations yeah. um, for being able to do it in such a, a magnanimous and um, and honourable way. You were talking about mm. future development. Is it still just you? Do you have, uh, you know, you've got a small team it's... working in the background here that you're hoping to increase with the, well, hopefully increase revenue? It's primarily me, mm. but I do I do contract help definitely on for support, the support team who are amazing, uh, who handle a lot of tickets. I don't know how they do it. They <laughs> handle a lot of tickets. They deserve a lot more credit than they get. Um, support's hard like that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but from from a development, it's it's really just me, um, and then the odd thing is uh, is handled elsewhere. This year, though, gee, I've got quite the to-do list, mm-hmm. and so I think this year I'm really going to have to hire some help, which is exciting and also difficult. Something I've tried this in the past and haven't had too much luck with it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep trying though because I know it needs to be done. When you say hire, uh, do you mean kind of mm-hmm. fr- um, freelance hire, or are you hoping to like bring somebody on board as a regular salaried ACF developer? Both, right? Yeah, nice. yeah. Either or, just just development help in in one way or the other. Okay. Yeah, because for a long time, it, it it just has been me developing. And, I mean, I'm happy doing that, but I know that I'm also going to end up holding back the project mm. just from a, a feasibility point of view of how much you can actually um, do by yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's definitely one of the, the, the big things for this year is to grow a bit of a team and see what we can do. Because what are you there gonna is a, do? That's that is that's the burning question. There's, really, there's still it? some there's still some pretty big stuff missing from ACF. I mean, believe it or not, we we still don't have a good. Um, although there is a third party one, but a, a core integration with the REST API, and that's something that I have been planning probably for about a year. It's actually it's, it's actually a, a bit of a complicated beast because. If someone held a, a gun to my head, sure, you could, I, I could come up with something, you know, in a week, <laughs> but I, I would need it to be very performant. And it also overlaps with a lot of questions to do with the future of WordPress and Gutenberg and, and, and headless and react and, and, and changing the way that data is handled, how, how meta is registered it's a bit of a can of worms, which is probably why I've held off. Right. Um, one thing, one thing that I've definitely learned is that it's difficult. It's easy to make a decision. It's very difficult to change that decision. Mm. And so that's why I'm, I'm really cautious these days of, of adding new functionality. Um, it kind of, it has to tick a lot of boxes before it makes its way into the plugin. And, and pretty much every edge case has to be thought of to the point where a lot of stuff has been built and, and hasn't made it into the plugin just because of these edge cases. It's just not, uh, yeah, there's a, it's just not, it's not worth it type thing. Right. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a really, I, I hold a very high, although there's, you could look through ACF and you could pretty quickly find some code that's not great. <laughs> and that's just, that's just, um, a part and parcel of maintaining a, mm. a 10 year old project mm. and look at any 10 year old project and you'll find something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and and so that's also a big part is is that maintenance and that constant improvement of but stuff behind the scenes. That's actually a lot of a lot of um, last year's work was behind the scenes stuff that made its way into both the plugin and the website mm-hmm. for advanced. Pardon me, custom fields. Uh, which I, I actually really love that stuff because you get absolutely no credit for it because no one ever knows that it happened. But <laughs> if no websites broke and there was no downtime, that's it's, good. It's just the best. It's like it's like a sneaky stealth yeah, mission. Silent you've hero. gone in. Yeah. You're silent here. You've gone in. You've done it. No one knew, and it's just the best. <laughs> so there was quite a lot of that last year, which was cool. You'd certainly know I, if the opposite was true. <laughs> <laughs> you would very quickly. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. yeah. And so, so what's next? Yeah, definitely REST API. Uh, I'm really interested in looking at a kind of generic fields API. I feel like that is is something that WordPress needs. It's something that all of us plugin and theme authors need. Uh, a lot of work's already been done in that space. I'm definitely interested in seeing what I can kind of offer to that space. Mm. I'm starting to see advanced custom fields as a bit of a layer, and there's a there's a fundamental layer underneath that is missing that mm. could be abstracted mm. into its own kind of independent thing. Much like Gutenberg is kind of abstracted into its own separate plugin from WordPress. Um, that's something that really interests me. Interests me, and then the biggest ongoing thing is is the branding, the the website, the content, the documentation, the the product as a whole. Mm. You know, it's not just the actual code that gets installed on your plugin. It's it's everything else in that, that handover experience. So there's a lot of work. The Advanced Custom Fields website is probably due a big old overhaul and. Um, uh, yeah, from a design perspective, from a usability perspective, so there's um there's kind of work in every direction. Yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> there's work in every direction. 2020 is going to be a busy year for you, but hopefully, um, a mm. year in which you've um you know you're um you're positive and buoyant, and you continue to grow your numbers. I think that I've asked mm. everything I want to ask. Um, mm. but I'm gonna open the floor to you. You said that you were um. You're not the kind of guy that goes around, you know, um, shouting about yourself. You, I can't remember the word you used. <laughs> Introvert, I think, is what you said. Introvert. So you may not want to participate in this next section, but if you do want to drop a Twitter handle or just very simply the URL for for a website that you want to mention or whatever, then it's over to I, you. I am on Twitter personally. It's at Elliot Condon and the Advanced Custom Fields uh, Twitter account is WP underscore ACF. Our website is advancedcustomfields.com. Uh, if you type ACF into Google, you should find us, That's along it. with some other foundation that has the same acronym. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, you're never gonna you're never gonna get rid of that. That's yeah, yeah. So long as you're number one. <laughs> That's all that matters. Um I think we're there. Yeah. Elliot, thank you. What a nice broad rangy chat we've had. I really appreciate mm. it. I'd love to do this again in a you know a period of time and um we'll see in two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. In we'll, two years. we'll book oh, it. Oh, we'll book uh, it. And um yeah, yeah. on my boat. On my yeah, boat. Yeah, I was gonna we'll, say we'll the future. I'll sail over. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope so anyway with all your bling oh brilliant thanks elliot appreciate you chatting <laughs> to us today no worries happy to hope everyone has a great day 
Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed listening to Elliot chat with me all about his journey with advanced custom fields. If you've never played with custom fields before, or indeed if you've played with custom fields but not used ACF to do them, I would encourage you to go and Google advanced custom fields, or in my experience, if you just type in ACF into Google, you will get yourself to his page. And check out the pro version as well, which is advancedcustomfields.com forward slash pro. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Op. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health related illness. WP and Op supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training, and counseling. So please help enable WP and Op by visiting wpnop.org forward slash give. Okay, each week, as I said at the top of the show, we produce a whole bunch of content. We'll be back next Thursday for a new podcast episode, very likely a discussion or a debate between David and myself. Then we'll be back on Monday for the WP Builds weekly WordPress news, half an hour or so of audio summing up the previous week's news, and wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe to be alerted to all of those. And then don't forget, we'll be 2 p.m. in the WP Builds Facebook group or at forward slash live, where we'll be having our live version of the news. So loads going on. Please do come join us, make some comments somewhere, share the podcast with your friends, relations, pets, whatever you like. So I hope you have a nice time during the week until I see you next week. And I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say bye bye for now. <laughs>